What's up, guys? Welcome to Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. I'm Trenton. And I'm Brett. Let's Let's talk. talk. Welcome, everybody, back to Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett, the podcast where two preachers get together and talk. So, so it's good to be back here with you guys this evening. I am one of your hosts, Brett Heilman, and I've got the other host sitting here right next to me. Trenton, what's going on, man? How's it going, guys? So good to be back this evening. If I sound a little hoarse, it's because I've got some allergies. I mowed the yard here a couple days ago, and the dandelions were going everywhere. So I think I might have sucked in a few seeds. Hopefully I don't grow a plant <laughs> anywhere. But uh, anyway, thank you guys so much for checking us out. Appreciate each and every one of you that tune in each and every week, and those of you who will tune in later, or if you've just been catching old episodes, and maybe you've caught us on YouTube or one of our other platforms and decided to give us a shot, thank you so much. Do us a favor and go ahead and share it with your friends on whatever social media platform that you hang out on most. My name is Trenton Cruz, like you just said. We are both pastors at nextlevelfreedomchurch.com, so if you're tuning on our app, then you can welcome welcome maybe you just caught the let's talk podcast from our app because there is a link to that in our app and if you guys are interested in that app you can go to nextlevelfreedomchurch.com and it's there's a link at the very top of the page we'd love to have you check us out so uh but god bless each and every one of you thank you so much for checking us out tonight if you have questions you'd like for us to talk about on the air make sure you hit us up at the email wait.letstalk at gmail.com or you can hit us up with the voice message link located at the bottom of the details on whichever episode you're checking this out on. If you click that link, it will direct you right to our Anchor voice message platform, and you'll be able to leave us a message that we can play on the air should you choose to do so. And again, don't forget to check us out on Facebook at Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. If you guys will remember last week, I asked you to please go out there from uh, from Facebook and to share Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett with everybody that you could. I'm hoping that you guys did that. And again, this week, I'm going to ask you to do that. We'd really like to see uh, that get shared for, uh, on that platform and to get out to as many people as possible. So make sure you do that. Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett on Facebook. Don't forget to mention that check out the Zap It platform. That's right. X-A-P-I-T. I forgot about that. <laughs> XAPIT.com. So if censoring gets worse, you may have to check us out on zapit.com. So make sure you keep that in your radar if you're tuning on Facebook or wherever you're checking us out at. We appreciate each and every one of you. You know, I think maybe we ought to do a we ought to do a show on that sometime. Not necessarily just like the censoring or whatever, but I mean basically talking about a show where we talk about how Christians are beginning to be more censored and, you know, not necessarily just Facebook or whatever, but just, you know, how that thing is beginning to take place. We're being censored in different areas and what that looks like and how far it's going to go. And that might be a good show or discussion to have sometime, you know, to put put our ideas together on that. But anyway, future plans. That's just, we're just talking. We just but. talk about whatever. <laughs> Some of you know that even as we go through John, we spend, you know, a third of the episode talking about other things like the Chosen, the chosen and <laughs> whatever else comes to mind. So that's kind of the point of the show is to just talk and have a chat. And that's why we encourage you guys each and every time, hit us up. If you got something you want us to discuss, we'll be glad to discuss that on the air. Maybe you've got questions about your Bible or something in the Bible that you've been struggling with or can't comprehend. We would love to talk about that right here on the air. 
because you may not be the only person that has that question. Well, if we are ready, we'll go ahead and we'll jump in it this evening. And I kind of like the heading here, Trenton. I mean, it says the, the heading for this is the unbelief of the people. And man, if that's not where we're at in today's age right now, I mean, there is so much unbelief taking place in the world right now. There's so much doubt taking place. And there's, I'm even going to say there's hopelessness because we, you know, we see a lot of things taking place right now. And you have a group of people, which I like to believe that I'm in, and to say I've got hope right now because I really believe God is moving. We're Mm. seeing him move and I'm believing, I'm hoping He's going to continue to move, and we're going to see a lot of things take place in the area that we're in here in Jackson, Missouri, and Perryville, and Cape area. And then you've got the other set of people that are just, woe is me right now. They they can't see the good in anything. You know, COVID and, you know, all the different things that's taking place right now. And there's just a lot of unbelief in God's people. You know, they don't know where to, I guess, I don't know if they've lost hope, or they're just not sure where to put their hope, or they're just unsure of a lot of things right now. So God has not given us a spirit of fear. I keep saying that. I said it on a podcast I just recorded for the Next Level Freedom Church when I was talking with Pastor Aaron Campbell. I talked about it. Fear, fear, fear keeps pushing people to do silly things, first of all. But second of all, people have allowed fear to come in and keep them from going to church even. And it's a crazy thing and it's crazy in this society because the Bible, and I'll say it again, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. So the sound mind is what God is trying to get you to look at. If you're living in fear, that's not God. You need to realize there's a difference between having wisdom and being wise. You know, COVID's a real virus. We believe that. But being wise in your decisions and things, but there's also a difference between that and fear-mongering, which is what we're starting to see a lot in this society. And, you know, I really believe, too, that in a lot of ways, COVID was an attack on the church because what was the first Mm -hmm. thing that took place? Everything shut down. I mean, Well, not everything, but the church is shut down, but you can still go to the liquor store and you can still do a lot of other things that, you know, a lot of people were throwing fits about. We can't go to church, but we can go to the liquor stores. We can sit in certain bars as long as you're six foot away from somebody, but we can't do that at church. You know, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. But that, I really look at it as it was an attack on the church. It really was because it got people to sit at home. Uh, they wasn't going to church. And if you didn't take advantage of it like a lot of us did, you know, I took advantage of the family time. I took advantage of being able to... I mean, I had to make the best of it because we took advantage. We started a podcast. <laughs> we started a podcast and we started doing what we had to do in order to to get the things out there. But, you know, there is a lot of unbelief in people right now. And that's where this podcast comes in. And that's why we want it to be exactly what we've talked about it being is two guys sitting in here just talking about the scriptures. Because I think in a lot of ways, Trenton, just listening to two people talk is so much more uplifting at times than just listening to a preacher. And I know that that, I don't mean any disrespect towards any pastors or anything like that, but sometimes people just want to hear something that's laid back and, you know, there's no judgment or any anything in it. It's just two guys hanging out talking about scriptures from sometimes two different viewpoints. And I think we're getting ready to see a lot of things brought to the surface and a lot of things revealed that people were unaware of as we are in the early stages. I'm not going to say we're entering in. I'm saying we're in the early stages of this third and final great awakening. 
that I believe that we're going to be seeing take place. And if you're doubting me right now, that's okay, because when it happens, you can believe me then. So, uh, because there's, there's so much happening, and uh, we ordained Brett here this past Wednesday night, and we were talking about the fact that people ha- are being healed. Crazy things, people being brought back from the dead. We're seeing all these things happening now. So if you're one of those people that don't believe that happens anymore, well, how do you explain it's going on right now? And the, the big thing that I talked about this a little bit, the shocker I've noticed is the, I, don't, I think his first name is Ted, but I don't remember his last name. He's a he's an evangelist, and his dad's, a I think, a pastor, an evangelist as well. And he was doing a meeting, and a guy came in in a wheelchair, crippled, crumpled up. And I talked about this Wednesday. And so his arms and everything, they weren't right. But he, they were praying over him, and they heard bones cracking. That man stretched out, stood up. And walked out of the sanctuary. And I'm like, that's the type of powerful testimony that we're getting ready to see a lot more stuff like that taking place. And the man didn't need the wheelchair when he left the building. And he was no longer crippled. He was healed. And I believe we're getting ready to see a lot more of that taking place. And I think it's one way that God is going to wake up this society that are that have fallen asleep. The church has fallen asleep. Let's just be real. Except the ones that are starting to come around and see, hey, there's there's things happening. The spirit is moving. The, the question is, are you going to get on bar, board with that movement? You know, and right now somebody's out there going, yeah, right. Those things will never happen. <laughs> and that's what we're going to talk about is the unbelief of the people. So <laughs> I guess we'll, amazing how God ties all this stuff together. We'll just go ahead and we'll, we'll start reading this evening and we'll see how far we get. Here we are. We ain't even started yet. Uh, so we are in John chapter 12, verse 36. It says, when Jesus had said these things, he departed and hid himself from them. Though he had done so many signs before them, they still did not, they still did not believe in him so that the word spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Lord, who has believed what he heard from us and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore, they could not believe, for again, Isaiah said, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart, lest they see with their eyes and understand with their heart in turn, and I would heal them. You want to stop? Well, let's go ahead and let's finish this little section out here. In verse 41, it says, Isaiah said these things because he saw his glory and spoke of him. Nevertheless, many even, many even of the authorities believed in him. But for fear of the Pharisees, they did not confess it, so that they would not be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. Wow. And that last part he just read, immediately my mind goes to today's society. Stuff that we're seeing happening. People are seeing things, but they won't admit it because they're too afraid of the religious, I don't know if you want to say organization or culture that they lived in. Right here it's talking about the Pharisees, fear of the Pharisees, they didn't confess it, so they would not be put out of the synagogue. They were afraid of being kicked out of the church for what they were seeing and confessing that they had saw with their own eyes. And this spirit still exists in the church today. There are people that will kick you out for just testifying the truth Mm. because they don't want to hear it. For they love the glory that comes from man 
more than the glory that comes from God. And that right there is a big and major problem in today's church. We've got too many pastors mm, out for it. the glory of man. <laughs> I was going to say it, but you go ahead. <laughs> and not for the glory of God. When it comes to the glory of God, you can't take credit for God. Man cannot take credit for what God does. When God moves, man, I'm going to start preaching. We might as well have a revival here on the air tonight. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But when God starts moving, there's no explanation to that. Your carnal mind cannot explain a movement of God. Just like I talked about a minute ago, and you can laugh it off if you want, but there have been plenty of people that saw the man get out in a wheelchair, uncrippled, and walk out of the building. Things like that happen. We can't explain it with our carnal mind. So what do we do? We block that stuff out because we don't want to get kicked out of the church or the organization, we might as well say. And there's too much religious culture in this society, just like he was dealing with right here. You know, I'm more interested in what God can do rather than what man can do. Amen. Because people that say that, well, miracles don't take place anymore. God doesn't do those things anymore. You know, or those gifts aren't out there. I've heard that, and I tell you, I'm like, I don't know where y'all go to church. (laughs) Because... (laughs) Like, I mean, okay, I haven't personally seen somebody get up out of a wheelchair and walk, but I've laid hands on, I mean, our churches, you know, uh, churches in the past have laid hands on people and prayed for cancer to disappear. And lo and behold, cancer disappeared, you know, just different things like that. And a lot of people, oh, well, that's just coincidence. Guys, cancer don't just disappear. Mm-hmm. You know, that takes an act and a move of God. It takes his glory. And Personally, I, w- I want to be in a place where I know that the pastors of that church are not in it for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I know that the pastors of that church, if I need them, they will be there for me. They will pray over me. They will lay hands on me. And it's not anything that is within them in the flesh, but it's what's in them in the spirit. And that's the Holy Spirit that lives inside of them. I know that God can do things. I know that God can work. And it takes a belief in order for those things to happen. And Trenton's right. We, we still have these things taking place in our churches today. There, there's People get scared of things. They don't want to be thrown out of the church and but because in a lot of ways you have these pastors that have this, I don't know what the words I'm looking for, Trenton, but they like a controlling thing over mm-hmm. maybe over the congregation or don't do this and don't do this or you can't be a part of our congregation. Good, bye. I don't mm-hmm. want to be a part of that congregation mm-hmm. if I have to live that way. You know, you have to dress a certain way or you can't believe certain things or whatever because you go all the way, and I've said this a thousand times, you go all the way to the book of Acts, there is no Baptist church. There's no Methodist church. There's none of these churches. It was the body of Christ. It was the early Christians. They took care of each other. They laid hands on each other. And they and that's what I think is getting ready to take place, Trenton. And I know that's one of our visions with Next Level Freedom Church is to bring local bodies together that are just, they care about the, the basic things and they want to work together. And I really think that that's where the church has got to get back to. And all this other mess that we're seeing is going to stop. It's going to be the body of Christ coming together and being the church. Amen. I'm going to back up to verse 35. Now that we've been preaching. (laughs) Well, we're going to preach some more. I got a feeling because this is just a strong passage. Because let me just give you the title of the next section, guys. According to the ESV, it says Jesus came to save the world. (laughs) We're going to talk about that in a minute as we get ready to wrap up chapter 12. But if you back up to 35, and I kind of talked a little bit about this last week, how, you know, Scripture was not always in verses and chapters and sections. So that's one thing my professors taught me in college was if you'll just read it. 
Just read the whole chapter, read the whole book if you've got time as one big letter because that's what it was. Then a lot of things will come out at you as you just read through it. But it says in verse 35 here, it says, So Jesus said to them, The light is among you for a little while longer. We talked a lot about this last week. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of the light. And he, of course, was talking about he's walking among them at this moment. So while I'm with you, you need to take advantage of that and believe in the light. Because if you're walking in darkness, you don't have a clue where you're going. Mm-hmm. Then it goes on as he, as he finishes there. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of the light. When Jesus had said these things, he departed and hid himself from them. Though he had done so many signs before them, he was proving to them over and over who he was. The text, the scriptures were all being fulfilled. He's performing miracles. These were all things that the Messiah, the Old Testament pointed, were going to be coming with the Messiah. Yet, for whatever reason, the willing blinded eyes, I guess I could say, the religious leaders rejected him. And it says there, he'd done so many signs before them that they still did not believe in him so that the words spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Lord, who has believed what he heard from us? And whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? That's a deciphering thing. You decipher the difference. Therefore, they could not believe. For again, Isaiah said, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart, lest they see with their eyes and understand with their heart and turn and I would heal them. Now, if you read that for the first time, maybe you've just heard that the first time if you're out there listening, it kind of sounds like you're like, whoa, so God did it on purpose. He blinded them. He hardened their heart. But you need to understand something, and I wish I had the commentary with me tonight. But what Isaiah was getting at, if I remember correctly, as we were studying, I studied a passage like this. It may not have been in John. It may have been somewhere else. Was the fact that these men had already rejected, kind of like Pharaoh in the Old Testament, they had already flat out rejected God and there was no turning. So God says, okay. So he went ahead and blinded their eyes. He hardened their heart. He's like, okay, you go ahead and get on into what you're going to get because guess what? I'm going to reveal all this to you soon enough. <laughs> so so you have the Pharisees and you have those people who are rejecting him regardless of what they're seeing with their own eyes. The the scriptures, Jesus taught the scriptures. He didn't steer from the scriptures. He taught the scriptures that they were familiar with and he did the signs and miracles before them and they still would not believe. So God says, okay, I'm going to go ahead and let you go in in that unbelief and You're just not going to believe. You had a chance. And God gives everyone a chance, just like he gave Pharaoh plenty of chances in the Old Testament to become believers. And, okay, you want to reject me. There comes a point, and you need to understand this, especially if you're one of those struggling with this. There comes a point when God says that's enough. Enough is enough. You've continually rejected me. I've given you opportunity after opportunity. So I'm going to let you go about what you think is your way. And... Eventually, that can lead. The hope is you'll come back, but eventually, God says, "I'm done." You know, so. I going back a few years, well, quite a few years. There was a person that I had been witnessing to quite a bit. Uh, you know, just every every opportunity I had, I took the chance to kind of talk to this person and witness to him because they knew some things, and they knew that they wasn't living right. So we got it got to a point where it was like it was almost 
tiring because it's like, dude, are you going to get this or not? And I can remember very vividly one of these clear times that I heard the voice of the Lord. And the Lord said, I want you to say this, which I, I can't even remember exactly what the phrase was. God told me to tell him now. He said, and then I don't want you to say anything else to me because it's been going on for a long time. And, you're, and I'm like, you want me to stop? Like, seriously, <laughs> you want me to stop? <clears throat> and so I said exactly what God told me to say to this person. And then I never said another word about it. And I, I'm not going to go into any more details about where that person's at in their life right now. But there, there comes a time where it's like God has talked and talked and talked and talked and mm-hmm. talked. And, I, you know, I don't believe God's ever going to give up on the person. But the time for me to witness to that person had reached where it needed to go. It wasn't anything I was going to be able to do to get this guy to understand. It was either going to take somebody else or it was going to take life experiences that this person was going to have to go through, possibly hard hardships and bad things to get them to recognize because they they kept hard in their hearts towards God. They, they just would not accept it. So mm. I don't I don't know how other people feel about that, but I all I know is what the Lord told me that day was say this to him and then don't say anymore. And I said, okay. And there's actually a passage of scripture. I wish I'd had it wrote down, but I wasn't planning on going here tonight either. Where he says, you know, t- tell him two or three times or however he says it. And then he says, after that, let him go. Let him go about their way. Because eventually the hope is that they will return. But there comes a point when God says, enough's enough. Go do what you think you need to do. But here's the good news. Because we've, we've just got done talking about the religious people and how they constantly were rejecting Jesus. So Jesus had to hide himself again because remember, we're in crucifixion week and his time has not come yet. He's still got a few days before he's going to be crucified to save all of mankind. But he hides himself from these religious knuckleheads. And if you remember what we talked about at the very beginning, nevertheless, many of the authorities believed in him, but for fear of the Pharisees... (laughs) And I can't stress this enough. This is a whole sermon. I may have to take this and preach it sometime. For fear of the Pharisees, they did not confess it. So Isaiah said these things because he saw his glory and spoke of him. But nevertheless, many of the authorities even believed in him. Or even many even of the authorities believed in him. But for fear of religious mojo, religious garbage, <laughs> the Pharisees is what this says. They did not confess it so that they would not be put out of the synagogue. Here's what I'm going to tell you. If they're willing to kick you out of whatever your church you're in because you want to confess Jesus and not go by the just love people standard. Oh, come on. mm, Then you might as well (laughs) go ahead and pack your bags and leave, brother or sister. You're better off to leave. There's there's no point in sticking around at that point. So I don't know if you're sitting there struggling. I mean, that's what I'm saying. There's a whole message here. Brett, Brett's out. He's ready to say something too. But but for fear of being put out of the synagogue, they didn't say anything. For they love the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. And I think that gets more into Sadducees, which we don't got to talk about right now. But go ahead, Brett. Man, you, you remember got? that? You remember that trip that we went on? Mm-hmm. And we well, we went on a mission trip with a group. I, I won't give any details about who or where or anything like that. But we went on a mission trip with a group. And we were told, not in so many words, but basically, don't worry about getting them saved. Just love on them. Mm. And we all looked at each other like, what? <laughs> like, mm. you don't want us to tell them about Jesus? You don't want us to preach the gospel to them? And 
No, just love them. Just, just love just them. love on them. And I'm like, well, okay, that's good. Like, I know they need love because they've had hard ways to go. But it's like, what greater love is it than mm. to share the gospel of the greatest love story ever told? I mean, I just we none of us could get that through our heads. And it's guys, love is a good thing. It's it's a wonderful thing. And I'm actually going to talk about this next Wednesday, Triton. We we cannot love the people with our love. We have to love them with the love of God. The love that we have for each other is not going to get them saved. It's mm. the love that we have for God that we have to share with them because it's God's love that's going to save them. Mm. And I don't know why people can't understand that. You get all you know, all these people into church and you just preach nothing but just just love people love 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 and that's going to change everything it unless you're preaching the gospel the true love story you're not changing people's hearts you're just giving them a warm fuzzy feeling that's going to fade come monday morning mm-hmm. and we've got we've got to step away from that and we got to step into preaching the gospel which is the true love story I'm, they anyway. need more than love with the understanding that god is love we understand that that's not what we're getting at they need more than love they need truth People are seeking truth. And the truth is, and we haven't gotten to John 14 yet. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so there's no other way to heaven. I don't care how many roads they try to put before you. And what, you know, I won't give any celebrity names, but there's several of them out there that want to say, oh, there's so many roads to heaven. That's not true. And there's even pastors saying it. That's where we're getting to this religious garbage that we're seeing that Jesus is facing there. He hid himself because he knew his time hadn't come yet. So he's hiding because he knows he's getting ready to die later that week. But you got to understand something. It's more than about just loving people. They have to be saved. And the only way they can do that is through Jesus. Jesus came to save the world. That's the title of our next section, which we're going to read really quick. Go ahead. You got to uh, just, just real quick. I just want to make sure that everybody understands. I'm not saying that love is a bad thing. In a lot of respect, I, I think what we were getting at, Trenton, is okay, yes, we need to love them, but then you just want they wanted us to stop, mm-hmm. they didn't want us to take the next step. We want them to see love in us, we want them to see the love of Christ in us, but then there's another step to that, and we mm-hmm. were basically being just blocked, don't go no further, mm-hmm. and we didn't understand that. We had so. a pastor with us, our pastor was with us when we were with this group, and we would lead them to the Lord or let him lead them to the Lord. And remember them trying to correct him. It was it was crazy because yeah. he's over here leading kids they to actually, Jesus. They got mad at and us. they got mad. They got mad because <laughs> we were leading kids to Jesus. Kids are getting saved, and what do they do? They pulled the same kids that he talked to and went over salvation with them. They would pull them to the side, and I remember because it was an insult to the pastor that was with us at the time, pulling them to the side to verify they knew what they just did. And mm-hmm. it's like, uh, he's a pastor. You think he didn't verify that with them? He didn't just push them to salvation. He was making sure they had an understanding. And when kids are telling us, I remember him telling us individually, we were talking to kids and they wanted to be saved. They didn't want just your love. Love's great, but they need to be saved. And they were wanting to be saved. And when they blocked that, we never went back with that group after that trip. It was, it was crazy because that's the gospel that's being preached to this generation. We just got to love everybody. You just we were love so everybody. confused. Like, there was genuine confusion. Everybody was looking at each other like, well, why are we here? Like, 
Like we're, mission trip. Like we're getting up <laughs> or we're getting up early every morning to make these kids lunches and you know peanut butter sandwiches, apples and chips and all this stuff, making them lunches and doing all of this stuff and then handing it to them and then playing dodgeball or whatever or basketball. I, we played some sort of games with them. I can't remember. And then that was that's all they wanted us to do. And I'm like, why are we here? <laughs> What's this a mission trip? <laughs> like, We're supposed to be leading kids to Jesus. I'm like, y'all don't need me to feed them a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're, I thought we were here for, anyway, before we get, we got to finish Verse this. 44, yeah, I want to finish chapter 12, and I know we've only got a few minutes, so we'll do this, we'll try to do this quick. We may preach, you never know. And Jesus cried, verse 44, and Jesus cried out and said, Whoever believes in me, believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And whoever sees me, sees him who sent me. I have come into the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. The one who rejects me and does not receive my words has a judge. The word that I have spoken will judge him on the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. What I say, therefore, I say as the Father has told me. Man, what I love about this right here and is Jesus, you know, I was always taught, you know, the Holy Spirit, whenever, before you're saved, the Holy Spirit leads you to Jesus. And then we receive Christ. And then Jesus in the scriptures is always pointing us towards the Father. And it goes back to what you said earlier. You know, no man may come to the Father except through me, through Jesus. Jesus always points us back to the Father. And I, I just, this whole passage that we that Trenton had just read, it's, it's Jesus talking about the Father. It's Jesus pointing us back to the Father. One other point that I wanted to throw out there is back in verse 46. It says, I have come into the world. I have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. And that's that's where salvation comes in. That's whenever you accept Christ, when you get saved, you ask Christ to come into your life. You're receiving that light into yourself. You're receiving that. You're accepting that. And that's why we then become the light that's, you know, we have the light of Christ living in us. So going back to next week, or last week, I'm sorry, that we were talking about how, you know, our light shines and it attracts everything to us. It's receiving that light that Christ has, and it's coming into us, and now we have become that light. This week, I was, uh, me and my daughter Taylor was going through First John, and if, if you're reading John, go and read First John, because they talk about a lot of the same things in a little bit different ways at times. And I was trying to explain to her how darkness always flees from the light. And it goes right, you know, uh, this verse here says, so whatever, whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. If you have Christ in you, you cannot remain in darkness. And I started showing her, be like, turn the lights off in the house. Go turn all the lights off in the house. So they went and we turned all the lights off and then we turned the lights back on. And I said, do you notice how darkness will always flee when the light is around? And, you know, and it, it got the point across to my 10-year-old that darkness has no place in us. And darkness has no place as long as the light of Christ is shining. So we need to remember that, Trenton, is that darkness has no place in us because the light of Christ is there. It's dwelling there. It's inside of us. And we are attracting things to us. They're coming. They're coming to that light. So anyway. And then 
he, he pretty much lays it out for you guys in just that passage. If you want to read it on your own, that's John 12, 44 through 40 or 50, 44 through 50. He, you know, verse 48, the one who rejects me does not receive my words has a judge and the word I have spoken will judge him on the last day. For I've not spoken on my own authority, but the father who sent me, he has himself given me a commandment, what to say, what to speak. I know his commandment is eternal life. And what I say, therefore, I say as the father has told me, Hmm. he's saying, and if you look at the verse right before that, if anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge him for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. Jesus is saying, my father's the ultimate judge. I'm here to tell you the good news, the, the way that you can be saved. If you continue to reject that, you have a judgment that's coming. <laughs> you're going to be yep. judged for it because I have just told you the truth. And if you're listening right now, I hate to break it to you. You've heard it. Yep. <laughs> if you don't know Christ and you're listening right now, you have heard the truth. There's no taking it back now. It's in your ear hole. <laughs> you have heard it just like Jesus is telling the people here. If you reject now, there's judgment coming by the words I have spoken to you. So you have been told Jesus is the only way to heaven. Yep. He has emphasized that over and over. And John, you're going to hear it a lot more as we finish up this week of the crucifixion there is a lot of good passages left in john where jesus talks about salvation and how to get it and what you need and he's emphasizing that because it was the final week and he wanted to make sure the word was there so people could hear it and so that's i guess that's a good way to leave we i guess we're coming to the end of the close but i just want you to all know jesus is the only way he's the only way to salvation if you've not received him you need to ask him into your heart and you need to believe on him as your Lord and Savior. But uh, if you've got questions for us, maybe about that in particular, you can hit us up at the voice message button, which is the link at the bottom of the details of each and every episode. It'll take you to our anchor page where you can leave us a voice message and we'll play it on the air should you choose to do so. Or you can hit us at the email, which is wait.letstalk at gmail.com. We'd be glad to take your questions there as well. So if you've got questions, maybe you're seeking answers. Maybe you want more answers. Maybe this is the first time you've tuned and we've talked a lot about this salvation thing today and you want some more information. We'd be glad to talk about that on the air as well. We won't call your name out if you choose not to. be. We just leave it anonymous. If you've got questions about salvation, that is why we're here. We are just two guys. You can call us pastors if you want to, but we're not hooked up on titles. But two guys that are here to discuss the gospel with those who will listen. Thank you guys so much. I'm going to say God bless. Turn it over to Brad. So guys, just one of the best things that you guys could do, right? If if you're out there right now and you're saved and you're looking for a way to serve, one of the best things that you can do is to join us in this ministry. Make sure you're tuning in each and every week. We appreciate those of you that are. But also make sure that you are sharing this because... I don't, Trent, I don't know why people think that that's not, you know, sharing things is, is, it is a ministry. You know, sharing good things is a ministry and sharing it to people that need to hear it is a ministry. So we ask you right now to be partners with us and let's talk with Trenton and Brett because it is not about us. We point everything back to God. That's what we want to do is we want to point everything back to the Father. And so we're doing our best to do that. And we just hope that you guys out there as well will continue to partner with us in this ministry. And with that said, we are going to close in prayer. Father, we thank you so much for another opportunity to share your word, to preach your gospel, 
And we just pray, Lord, right now for blessings over each and every person, Father God. Financial blessings, spiritual blessings, Father God. Whatever it is they're seeking in their life, Lord. If they need a healing, Father God, if they're praying for a healing, Father Lord, we we pray right now, Lord, that you would touch them where they are at, Father God, and that they would receive the healing, Father God, Lord, that they are praying for. We ask, God, that you would cure all sicknesses, God, heal all sicknesses in people right now, Father God. And those, Lord, that are hurting, that don't feel loved by anybody right now, Father, they're sitting there and they're saying, nobody loves me, nobody cares about me. These guys, they, they don't know what they're talking about with, with these scriptures. And, Lord, I just pray for that person, Father God, that in some way you would become real to them. Lord, I really feel like right now there's somebody saying that, Lord. And I just pray, God, that whoever's saying that, that the, just the very fact that I'm speaking this out, Father God, would show them that we love them, we care about them, that more importantly, God, you love them and care about them. In Jesus' name, we thank you for hearing our prayers. Amen. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I hope you were blessed and inspired by the content. Do us a favor, go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already, tell a friend, and share this on social media. We would love to share the good news with as many people as possible. We'd also love to hear from you. If you have topics you would like us to discuss on the air, you want to give a shout out, or maybe you just want to say hi, click on the message button below and let us know what's on your mind. Thank you for tuning in. God bless, and we'll see you next time.